Hey everybody, this is Trevor here. Before we get started, I just want to give a huge shout out to a number of podcasts that have had me on recently, and I just want to say thank you so much to them, and uh, thanks for reaching out to me or uh, responding to me when I reached out. I really appreciate it. Uh, First of all, I want to thank History Defeats Itself. I had a blast with those guys. I think the episode comes out this Tuesday. Um, So much fun. Loved it. I was also on Self-Esteem Party, which was really eye-opening and really uplifting and such a wonderful conversation. I did the Bedpost podcast, and we talked about our naughty bits and uh, and what I do and don't do with my naughty bits, so that was great. That comes out soon as well. Another upcoming one is Escape, Leaving Hell Behind, where we talk about deconstruction and and why I deconstructed. Uh, A while ago as well, I did Finders Grievers, where I talked about, you know, death and sadness and stuff, and how I deal with death and sadness and stuff. I did the Truth Wanted podcast, and that's available on YouTube too, and you can see me get really frustrated trying to argue with somebody about morality, and also uh, the Chad and Steve have a podcast. Those guys are, are wonderful dudes. And I may have missed some, so I apologize, but it's been great, and I really appreciate everybody for taking that time out of their schedule to, you know, have me on and, and talk about a little old Trev Stain. America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sins. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to... Believe It. Or not. The show where we believe it. Or did I? I did not. Not today. Not today. Not today, Satan. You won't get me today, the devil. Wait, or Satan. What's Satan? Is that, is that like some uh, vegan food? Or am I thinking it's like Satan or something uh, like that? You know what I'm talking satin's about? Satan's a fabric. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. And then Satan <laughs> Bruggenkate was a uh, um, apologist. Oh, okay, is, cool. but is a creep. Um, and then, oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does no. anyone know what I'm talking about? Am I just making things up? Santa brings presents. That's true. Comes down the chimney, covered in soot. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let us know in the comments. Uh, <laughs> I know there's tempeh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I know yeah. about that one. Yeah. And okay. um, nutritional yeast. Nooch. Nooch, they call Nooch. it. Nooch? Is that what they call That's it? That's like Nooch? the nickname for it. <laughs> Get some nooch on that popcorn. I don't think I've ever had it. Is it any good? It's fine. I've only really had it in sauces and stuff. I've never, Mm. like, sprinkled it on, like, a... No? Oh, yeah, I guess in, like, a mac and cheese, like a vegan mac and cheese. Oh, okay. Was it cheesy? No. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) All of our vegan listeners uh, cannot believe what you're just saying right now. (laughs) It's, uh, I, you know, there's that pretty good cheese sauce you can make with potatoes that, that I, you know, I don't mind. What? Yeah, you just, like, mash up potatoes, and uh, you, the way you blend it, like, it gets, like, almost creamy like a cheese sauce. Okay. Like, uh, I, I don't know if it's just potatoes or if there's sweet potato in there as well, because it is oh. yellow, so. And then, oh, probably, like, turmeric and stuff. But anyways, we're not here to talk about <laughs> vegans. Uh, we're here to talk about a, a cult. Oh, we're talking. So we're not talking about vegans. So we're uh, not. Uh, 
I'm just, oh, I I'm see. just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Were they? No, I guess they weren't vegan. Who? This cult. Um, oh. you you know them. You know them as Heaven's Gate. You know them. You love them. Here they you, are. Here they are. You've heard of Heaven's Gate? I have heard of Heaven's okay. Gate. Okay. That's where uh, Saint uh, what's his nuts is there, right? And he's up there checking. Oh, Saint Peter? No, I mean <laughs> the Heaven's Gate cult. But yeah, that's that's what he's doing. That's got How did he like? He's Jesus's number one guy, and then he gets to be a doorman for eternity. <laughs> it, yeah, so he was the number one dude, and he becomes the doorman. Yeah, yeah that is rude. pretty. That's pretty yeah. bogus. What do the other saints do in heaven? Do they do anything? I don't know. They answer prayers, right? They're swooping down and be like helping you find your car keys and stuff. The, oh, well, then maybe the doorman job's not that bad. Yeah, you're not having true. to do house calls. That's true. Yeah. Probably so good heavenly benefits. Work from home. A job. Yeah, why do you get, why do you have to have jobs in heaven? Come on. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but these guys, they thought the way you get to heaven, into the heavens, was through UFOs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have heard of these guys. I've heard of their UFOs. Uh, they actually weren't called Heaven's Gate until, like, almost the very end, until the 90s. So they started in the 70s, and then it was in the, the 90s they changed their name to Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, they were uh, HIM, H-I-M, Human Individual Metaphor- Metamorphosis. Okay. Yeah. So did they believe that you could transform into an alien to get to heaven, or...? Yeah, basically, like, first they would teach... We'll get into, like, their beliefs in depth, but, like, they believed that they were going to be picked up by a ufo as jesus right. was at the end of um after he resurrected kind of like the leader yeah no 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 leader yeah exactly it was very similar to that but and then near the end it was your spirit gets you have to right. remove yourself from this earthly body and then your soul goes into the ufo is that kind of so. similar to scientology in a way i think so well scientology it's like you're there's you're a bunch of old them. souls that yeah. are attacking you and you have to remove those old souls and so when i say when someone says that they're an old soul that just means they're uh, inhabited by uh scientology demons but an alien soul yeah i guess so huh. yeah mm, wow. interesting but uh so this cult uh should we call it a cult yeah yes. it's a cult uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh was started by two people um, Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. That's not a real name. That was Junior? Real... Yeah. Junior? And he went by Herf, I think, a lot of the time. And, Herf? Yeah, his dad was uh, Marshall Herf Applewhite Sr. And then the other founder was uh, Bonnie Nettles. So oh, you're, you're making this up right now. <laughs> nope. Those are their Marshall names. Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. and Bonnie Nettles? Yep. <laughs> I... Uh... Uh, Herf uh, was born in Spur, Texas in May of eight, uh, 1931. It honestly just sounds like you're speaking gibberish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Herf was born in Spur, Texas. And the Swedish chef over here. <laughs> uh, he was the son of a Presbyterian pastor, minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was very religious from a very young age. Um, and he attended attended Corpus Christi High School, uh, which yeah. sounds like a very Catholic name for a high school, and then Austin College. Well, Corpus Christi is a city in Texas, is it not? Oh, right, it it is right. Yep, yeah, you're right. You you know, I don't I'm I don't so, know geography. I know science shit. Yeah, 
Yeah. I only know it from watching wrestling in the 90s. Oh, okay. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, we're coming to you live from Corpus Christi. <laughs> so, something like that, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, well, my last job helped me a little bit with my American geography because mm-hmm. I had to talk to people all over the country. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was really into music. and mm-hmm. um, But oh, yeah, he earned a bachelor's degree in philosophy. He's mm-hmm. really into music and um, wanted to have a music career. Um, didn't really work out for him. Uh, he was drafted into the army in the in 1954, um, and went to. He served in Austria and New Mexico as a member of the Army Signals Corps. Let us know in the comments what that is. Um, I just have a quick question. Yeah. When you say he was really into music, is this something that comes back later, or is this just like a random fact that's in the bio? No, that's like a that that'll come back. <laughs> okay, because it's one of those things where it's just like he really liked music. I'm like, yeah. Most people do. Yeah. No, no, no. He was like, he was a singer and he knew okay. he had a lot of instruments and things like okay, that. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. It's just like, he really enjoyed to eat. Yeah. And Bre- then, breathing uh, was fine? Yeah, breathing was, he was a huge fan of breathing. Uh, but yeah, he started, you know, his singing career didn't take off. He tried to make it as a singer. Uh, but mm-hmm. then he started teaching at the University of Alabama. Uh, he had been married a number of years at this point. Um, to a woman, but he was not really attracted to women. He was attracted to men, uh, but that was kind of frowned upon at the time. Uh, but he yeah. tried to pursue a relationship with um, a student, a male student at the college, and the college found out, or the university found out, and his wife found out, so he lost his job, eventually lost his marriage. They separated right away and then eventually divorced three years later. Mm-hmm. Then he moved to Houston, and he became a chair of the music department in the University of St. Thomas. And it was here, was it in Houston? Yeah, it was here that he met Bonnie Nettles. Bonnie Nettles was a nurse. Uh, she had been married a long time. She was a Baptist, and um, but she kind of moved away from religion and started getting into like astrology, like really big into astrology yeah. and really big into um, spiritualism and contacting this dead spirits and things like that. Mm-hmm. So she would do seances, fortune tellers. She believed that a 19th century monk named Brother Francis frequently spoke to her and gave her instructions. <laughs> <laughs> big bro Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> And she also had a fortune teller tell her that she was soon to meet a mysterious man who was tall with light hair and fair complexion. And then when she met Marshall Applewhite, when she met Herf, uh, she decided that that was, <laughs> that's who uh... the fortune teller told her about. So I found a couple different stories about how they met. Mm-hmm. One was that it was at the hospital where she worked as a nurse. as He was visiting a sick friend. But also in a documentary I was watching, Bonnie's daughter said that he was teaching music at a theater that they um that she was learning at so i'm not quite sure conflicting yeah but they met in 1972 and they were kind of immediately taken by each other's like view of the universe (laughs) right she was really into um star like what are they called the the astrology like charts Mm-hmm. And she would do those for everybody she met. And she was just blown away by his astrology chart and thought that he was like <laughs> this um, incredible being. It's amazing how something so bogus could then lead to something even more bogus. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, wow. 
they're also both in yeah they were both into ufos and stars and they kind of combined all this stuff mm -hmm. they went on a trip and to find to figure out what to do together with uh, their newfound spirituality and their newfound beliefs and so they went on this trip and started working out their beliefs and things like that mm -hmm. they got one follower right away or pretty quickly she didn't last very long but they stole her credit cards anyway and kept going with her <laughs> credit cards <laughs> as you do as you do and they also he stole a um rental car and that's how they were able to do this this trip is he stole a rental car so they didn't have a lot of money so but they got arrested and uh, or he got arrested and spent six months in jail at this point and it was in oh, jail wow. that they okay. really <laughs> that he really figured out his theology yeah basically he was the reincarnation of jesus christ obviously as one does yeah of course yeah uh, makes sense yeah the two of them he said that they were the two witnesses in revelations that were supposed to let people know about you know the end coming so the end was drawing near they were the two or the ufo two is what they would call the them. ufo two yeah <laughs> so you two uh, they should have been the u2fo yeah it's true <laughs> to be honest they eventually in 1975 they're like okay it's time to get some followers so they rented a a speaking room one of those like conference rooms at a hotel and started preaching their message and they got a following wow people said that these people vanished like like they were taken up by a ufo but really they just joined a cult <laughs> mm -hmm. so like news organizations were like, it was like a little bit of a mystery for a while but it's like oh no they just joined a cult and moved away so they yeah started... i mean in a way that's kind of like being uh, abducted by a ufo right it's true yeah <laughs> Yeah, and they changed their names, and they did this a lot. They would have different names for themselves. The most common was Doe and T were their names, spelled D-O-N-T-I, kind of. Like, like Do-Re-Mi kind of thing? Exactly, because they kept that music. They were really into keeping that music as part of who they were, and like music was like a communication so, thing. So everybody was called like Doe or T? No, just the leaders, just Bonnie. Oh, just the leaders. And, yeah, okay. just her and Bonnie. So, um, <laughs> that, good. that would get very confusing. Yeah, so Applewhite was Doe, and then Bonnie was T. They would call people things like they had uh, different names that they would they basically renamed everybody in the group. Right. But sometimes they also went Doe and T were sometimes Bo and Peep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they started growing as a group. But once they got that sort of core group that they liked, then they stopped evangelizing. They're like, okay, we found our group. So they're right. like, okay, this is what we're going to be now. And they didn't have like a central location. They were tired of the news because, like I said, the news was really interesting after that thing because they thought people vanished. You know, there was like a lot of stories going around about this strange new belief system or this new yeah. movement. So they started moving around a lot, mostly like in campgrounds. They would just live in campgrounds or rent out houses for a while and just constantly on the go. And obviously they were very controlling of members of their group. Um, For sure, yeah. There was one of the mothers of somebody that was in the group started finding other family members of people in the group and they were in communication, like just like a kind of a support group of like, how are we going to get these people out? And they got caught into that. So basically they were really worried that all of a sudden, because like, you know, people were afraid of cults and especially after like Jonestown. Um, so I don't know actually where the timeline is in that, but 
after that and other cults, people are really afraid that their family's in a cult. So they're going to, they would send people to kidnap family members and try to. To, ki- to kidnap family Yeah, members. people would do that back in the day. Like, or I think they still do it. Like if you, if your family member's in a cult, you just send these deprogrammers to like go in and, and kidnap you and, and try to deprogram you from that from being in a cult and try to like okay yeah yeah. i've heard of that before yeah yeah so they were afraid oh no there's they're all in communication the one yeah the mother was doing like these newsletters so they're Mm -hmm. like okay we have to let we have to now let people have communication with their family yeah they were worried uh so basically everybody was able to call their family but it was very scripted and what they were allowed to say and very monitored of what they were allowed to say and it was just really to to try to make sure that and part of the deal was you can talk to your family members just please don't send people to kidnap them <laughs> it's <was> like the, <laughs> the deal <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so you know people people would leave once in a while but or, or overall like this group had this core membership but then in the 80s um in 1983 mm-hmm. bonnie or t was diagnosed with brain cancer Oh, okay. First, she had to have her eye removed, and then oh, eventually wow. she she passed away. First of all, um, Applewhite didn't tell her family that she was that she was sick. That she was sick or anything, yeah. And she would regularly send letters back to her daughter. She just stopped sending letters to her daughter. Even before that, there was something cryptic about the last few messages, where it almost seemed like she was starting to doubt whether or not you know they were the two as spoken in the bible and whether or not ufos were actually going to come and and take them and then yeah she died and then a few months later the family found out um, after after she had been cremated and stuff so she basically died alone in the hospital which is pretty sad that is sad um (laughs) sorry i just watched an episode of curb where uh larry's mom died while he was filming a thing but they didn't tell him until after he got back from New York. And it's just like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, she didn't want to bother you. <laughs> so he, so he like missed the funeral and didn't even know she was in the hospital until he got back. Jeez. And then everyone called him a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh. I know it's not the same, but yeah, geez, not finding out until two months after yeah. just because of your. I kind of had that with my uncle where um, I just I guess I wasn't like in the the realm of like the idea of like who to call and they didn't want to post anything on Facebook they didn't want people to find yeah. out that they just wanted to call everybody but they forgot to call me my family forgot to call me and then I found out by my whole family went up to the funeral and they posted pictures like afterwards like <laughs> I was like oh cool thanks guys that's so nuts nobody nobody thought to message you nobody thought to message me wow nobody even thought like at the funeral like where's trevor no and it was like and i was like you'd think that somebody would be like oh let's see if trevor wants a ride because we're passing through nope (laughs) that's so weird yeah but but yeah so the group obviously like they had been taught and i'll get into more of their beliefs Mm -hmm. uh but um, they had been taught that when you like before they die, they're going to be taken up by a UFO. Especially the two, especially the UFO two, are going to be taken up by a UFO. So why did she just die of brain cancer? So right. he had to quickly Apple Applewhite had to quickly figure out why and give a new reason why. And that's when it came into like you have to die in your human body in order to your soul to be taken up. Right, right, right. And, so. 
So are they saying that, like you said, especially those two, was it like they were kind of guaranteed to be taken up, but yeah. everyone else was just like a maybe unless they kind of followed things right? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the two were guaranteed. Everybody else had to follow their instructions right. to the T in order to, to Makes sense. get up there, as a good cult leader would do. Mm-hmm. So that's when they began using business name hire source, registered as a business. I probably had trouble registering as a religion and they started you know once the 90s hit around he started getting to web design and started making websites for and that's when they changed to heaven's gate as like their branding i mean it's a better name for a website than yeah. him <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, and you know then the hail bop comet comes around and actually yeah we'll get into the uh to the oh, they... mass suicide in a bit but um, well, uh, I'll go through some of their beliefs first. <laughs> we'll get to the mass suicide in a bit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll get it. to that. Oh, oh yeah. In this time, too, because one of the rules has, mm-hmm. in this cult had always been abstain from sex. He saw right. sex, his sexual desires, as something that ruined his previous life because, you know, he tried because to... Because he was, yeah. Because he was gay and it, that was frowned upon and then because he tried to have an affair and it ruined his marriage and he lost his job. So he saw sex as like this evil thing. And so that was one of the rules was staying away from sex. Um, around this time after, um, after Bonnie passed away, he decided that they should probably get castrated. So, oh, yeah, he didn't force the guys to get castrated, but it was like highly um, implied that that's something you should do. So he did it. Uh, they first tried on one of the members themselves. They tried to just do it themselves, and uh, that didn't turn out very well. So they ended no, up no, having no, to... nor would it. <laughs> no, <laughs> so they took him to you know emergency room, and they're like, okay, you know, recalculating, and so they uh, ended up going to Mexico City and found a doctor that was willing to do it there. So six of them, I think, got got castrated, including Applewhite. I'm gonna just say right now. Um... If that's one of the things that you're trying to like sell your cult on, I don't think I want to join. No, me neither. There was another Russian cult um, that we talked about before. On the, we might have actually talked about Applewhite on that episode too. Mm. But the about the second coming of like people who said there was a second coming of Jesus, and yep. that one too, they all castrated. Yeah, the the men cut off their junk, and uh, there was like two degrees: either you just cut off yeah the balls, or you cut off everything and then the women cut off their breasts because they were considered the that was the fruit in the garden of eden that the forbidden fruit it was supposed to be yeah (laughs) but this is different this was just sex is bad so let's do it what Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. the fuck is wrong with people (laughs) (laughs) so initially they were told that um yeah like i said they would be biologically and chemically transformed formed into extraterrestrial beings so they would be like they wouldn't look like humans anymore. They they become these aliens, and then they would go up. So then, why would they need to be castrated? Who knows? Well, so that you're right and pure before that time, you have to be right. pure, and you have to be yeah. And then after Nettles died, um, it was that you're spiritual, that it's your soul, and they would refer to like the planet Earth as a garden for souls, like 
the earth was mm-hmm. um yeah just here to but then why would they want such a small group maybe they just wanted more room on the ufos but like that's true there was only limited seating yeah and this was also in the 90s the reason they did the websites and stuff is because this is the first time they started recruiting again so mm-hmm. this is when they're like okay we need more people now um and they called it the second wave they said they were against suicide but that also meant that if you don't kill your earthly body at that right time then that is suicide. So if, like, not... Oh, come on. Yep. What, what a shitty loophole that is. Yep. It's only... <laughs> it's suicide if you kill yourself at any other time, but if you don't kill yourself at this time, then it's suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what? Yeah, so they believe that you have to, uh, to be eligible for membership uh, to the next level, uh, you have mm-hmm. to shed every attachment to this planet which meant uh, you couldn't have any family, be associated with any of your family members, any of your friends. Uh, you, yeah, you can't embrace your sexuality, and you can't have jobs or any individual personality, really, or money or possessions, which obviously... Wow. The, just, the amount of, like, just, I'm sure, truly damaged and, like, vulnerable people in this. It's, it's yeah. just really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. And, yeah, you're getting the most gullible people and... Mm-hmm. just looking for answers and oh yeah it's just people who are trying to find some sort of meeting right yeah and i think they use the sex thing a lot as like anybody who had mm-hmm. yeah actually all these things like if you had a bad um family experience well then it's like well that's because that's an earthly characteristic we have to get rid of or if you had a bad sexual past or whatever then it's like that's another way to to scoop them in and say you know that's because it's an evil thing or right uh, you lost your job. That's because jobs are bad. It's it's just all recruitment stuff. I mean, that's true. Jobs are bad. So that's true. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next level they were going up to was the evolutionary level above human, or Tela, was what they called it. And it's a physical and a corporal place in another world in our universe. And of course, you get there through UFOs. Mm-hmm. Hailbop Comet comes around. It's the first time we're able. To, it comes near Earth in two thousand years. So. You tie that with, okay, Hailbop's coming 2,000 years. What well, was 2,000 years ago? Jesus Christ. So you're, you're, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the UFO that took up <laughs> the first time. Now Jesus is here again. <laughs> and so we're going to go up in this UFO. I mean, it is. So it is really funny to think about Jesus um, rising up to heaven on a UFO. It, it <laughs> is. Yeah. Like he was beamed up before. It wasn't, he didn't like float up because they said the cloud that Jesus went up to was actually the UFO and right. they just didn't have a word for it then. Beam me up, Gleep Glorp. <laughs> and go aye, aye, to Jesus. all nations and beam me up, Gleep Glorp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So between uh, March 19th and March 20th, then, of 1997 is when they all, so they all wore the same things. They wore these Nike um, Nike tennis shoes. They're, they're called mm-hmm. a Descent or something? What are they called? Nobody's really sure why they wore this specific brand of Nike, but they all wore the same sneakers. They all wore the same clothing. They did it in three sections, so three groups of people. So the first group would take their, their own lives by doing taking poison, and then they would also mm-hmm. wrap um, a plastic bag around their head and tape that up so that if the poison didn't take the asphyxi- Yeah. Yeah, they would have asphyxiated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were called Nike Decades athletic shoes, which go for quite a lot now because of this. Yeah, so they did that, and it, what were the numbers? It was like in 
specific numbers of people dying at a time because they thought that that would uh, signal the 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 UFO that they're ready. And they also had $5 worth of quarters in their pocket. They each had $5 worth of quarters in their pocket. So $5 worth of quarters. Yeah. Yeah, so oh yeah, they took the poison in applesauce or pudding and then washed it down with vodka and then put the plastic bag around their heads. So, yeah, they wore black shirts, sweatpants, and, yeah. Like Why I said, would they wash it down with vodka? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just to get it, yeah, maybe just to numb it. Maybe they just drink a lot of vodka. and yeah. Maybe. It seems weird, though, like, you know, you're against everything else and then, like, sex and, you know, talking yeah. to your family, but alcohol is the one that they're okay with. Yeah, exactly. They also had all had the same haircut. Like, and this is throughout the whole thing. They all had, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Wearing, yeah. like, a having a uniform and, like, a set thing that's that's all part of dehumanizing people yeah. so that there's no identity and you're just part of the group, right? Exactly, so yeah. That all that all tracks. I'm not yeah. surprised by that. Yeah, but, and there uh, was uh, 39 people in total that died. Uh, wow. 21 women, 18 men, between the ages of 26 and 72 um, they weren't discovered for a few days until one of the former members, D'Angelo, found them and called it in. He later said that he, like, he left the cult not too long before this happened, just because he w- he was questioning things and he wasn't sure if he was ready to give up this mortal yeah. life. Uh, and then when he went back, he thought that this was all part of the plan that he was supposed to leave for a while so that he could be the one to carry on the message. So now, oh. now he's like all in and he still says that, um, Apple white was the Jesus Christ come back to earth was the second. Oh coming. man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, so, uh, that's some rough like coping mechanisms there, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's sad. Like, yeah, once you buy into that stuff, it can just be so hard to to walk away. And yeah, no, of course. I mean, I mean, that's the problem with any kind of ideology like that. Something that becomes such a large part of your identity in your life. Yeah, it's hard to kind of step away or to like truly get rid of a lot of the influence, which Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever really can. Yeah. Well, I mean, even after Jonestown, like the survivors, like the people who were in town that day or whatever. They were like, I don't know how that happened, but like, I still agreed with everything else they did. I just that last part, I don't, I don't like. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they really thought they were doing something good. And, yeah. Uh, even yeah. though they were basically, you know, in forced labor for the last couple months of their lives, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So he, D'Angelo called in. At first, he called in anonymously, and then eventually said who he was, and just let the sheriff's department know about. And this was this happened in California, by the way. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so they went in, and by that time, it had already been been a few days, and was smelling really bad. And oh yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, it went all over the news. Oh yeah, it was Rancho Santa Fe was um, the town where it okay. happened. Yeah, and uh, and then also former members, other former members were like, "Oh shit, I missed it," and they committed suicide as well. Oh jeez. So, yeah. So, Why would you? Why would you do that? I don't know. There was Oh shit, I missed it? Yeah, basically like a 58-year-old man um about a week later committed suicide to try to catch the ship or whatever and then um yeah, there's other copycat people as well. One of the actual like people in the 39 originals was, you know, Ahura from Star Trek. It was her brother. Uh, was one of the guys like the original Ahura. Oh. Um Nichelle Nichols, her brother Thomas was one of the 
was one of the people, but yeah. But he, um, so Doe or Applewhite put, you know, made a final video, his farewell video, put it on the website and everything. The website's still available. I don't know if somebody's... Really? Yeah. It's still up. Yeah, I don't know if any, like, current members or anything like that are keeping it running. It still looks very 90s and stuff, so, but it's still up. And uh, it's kind of like that Space Jam website, but sadder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so basically, the it there's not really any members anymore besides the fault. Fo- there's a couple people who still believe it, but there's not, uh, it's not a group anymore. No, so, no. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of the quick rundown of Heaven's Gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, geez, I don't know, man. Something that could have been like a fun cult ends up yeah. just being a death cult is always a sad thing. Yeah, it's true. It's like, and I think really the power went to his head after after Bonnie died when it was just him. Because before that they were like co-leaders, and then after that right. it was like he's Jesus incarnate, and he's like he can ma- he makes all the rules, and and then he brings in new people, and yeah, it's just. I mean, it feels a lot like he's just trying to deal with this shit, and he's just getting further and further into it, and he's deluded himself into these things, right? Yeah. Like. Clearly, he was already a fragile kind of individual before this thing started. But then after his, like, you know, partner in it died, it kind of, I think, seems like it really pushed him over. Yeah, exactly. Well, at that point, it was like the the tipping point. Like, if he doesn't change everything, then he's going to lose the he's going to lose the power. So he had to really quickly figure something out. And uh, and they did lose some people. So that's why they brought in the second wave of, okay, let's get these calls. Uh, let's get these people going and well for sure and yeah. he was already someone who essentially lost his life right yeah for a while exactly so you know to to lose it all over again right i mean it's it's such a, a not an admitted defeat but you know it's such a loss of power so I, it seemed like he did everything he could to kind of hold on to that yeah like the one guy i was watching some interviews with former members and the one guy was like it was the castration thing that he was like oh shit <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah that, i mean that's that's a wild thing like yeah. i mean I can see it like, you know, you're going to like a fun commune, everyone works together and you're all doing this stuff, you know, for like the greater good. Yeah. And then they start talking about, all right, guys, we're going to chop your nuts off. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) I came here for some clean living and some praising the Lord. (laughs) What the hell? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I probably would have been out a lot earlier than that, but who knows? I have been in a cult before, basically. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think I would have been in to begin with. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just me. I, I'm true. <laughs> it'd be harder uh, to, for, I think it'd be harder for somebody to get me to join a cult uh, at this point. Yeah. I, I like to think. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe if it's like like a Doctor Who cult, this yeah, is, you this do is love basically that guy. a Star Trek cult. So, I don't know. True. <laughs> But, yeah, and then they force all of you guys to stuff into the remaining uh, uh, phone booths or whatever yeah, in the true. UK. <laughs> yeah. Like a weird clown car, and then y'all suffocate. It's true. That's how it... Or, or I guess it'd be like one of those competition shows where they try and set a world record for how many people can Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we tried that with an elevator once. That was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be. <laughs> and we were stuck in there for, what, an hour and a half? Maybe No, maybe, no, hour and a half was when I was stuck in an elevator by myself. This one was 45 minutes, but it was still the worst. Why would you do that? We just thought it'd be funny. Oh, no. Yeah. And, no, uh, not funny at all. Yeah. Not f- well, one person was claustrophobic, so they, 
I wasn't allowed to make jokes. Every time I would like try to say something, be like, shut up, shut up. I'm like, Why you? would they be there then? <laughs> like if you're claustrophobic and you know it, you're like, hey guys, let's all cram in this elevator. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to do is be like, okay. Good call. <laughs> and like, why did, like, we know that there's weight limits yeah. on elevators. But uh, uh, yeah, but uh, should we thank some patrons? Yeah, let's uh, let's say thank you. Oh my God! Wow! Thank you so much! Oh, oh thank you! Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Hey, everybody, and welcome to our Bible study. Mm-hmm. That's right. Another week where we come and look deeper at the Bible, and we really study. Um, what it has to teach us, right? And that's why they call it a Bible study. Um, exactly. Right? That's my understanding of it. Yeah, so we're, what we're doing is we're studying mm-hmm. how big the Bible is. It is a it big weighs. book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Depending which version you get, that, that weight can differ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it just a New Testament? Mm-hmm. It's going to be smaller. Is it New Testament with Psalms and Proverbs? It's going to be know, a little bigger. I kind of thought that uh, a truly amazing thing that the Lord could have done for us was make every Bible weigh exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it hasn't happened yet, but it, it's it's a wish of mine that I hope one day that prayer is answered. Amen. And I hope it becomes um, a unit of measurement. Yeah, the Bible as yeah. a unit of measurement from which we base all our lives. Yes. Amen. And I do base my life on the Bible. Yeah. Amen. B men, C men. It doesn't matter. Mm, especially the C men. Just put it all over us. Yeah. Cover mm-hmm. it. Cover it with mm-hmm. your men. And uh, speaking of people who seek after righteousness, um, do you want to thank our, our amazing people today? Yeah. Today we want to thank Keely and Johnny and David. And we want to thank Alina. And last but not least, manual operator. So thank you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, we don't have any specific prayer requests, but maybe just a a general prayer request for all our listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, All our listeners have been going out into the street or onto their balcony every night at Mm -hmm. Mm 12.03 a.m. And um, shouting... The Belief It or Not podcast, the Belief It or Not podcast, yep. four times, and then mm-hmm. returning to um, to their beds. Yeah. And we don't know why this is happening, so we just um, we want to lift them up in, in prayer. Mm-hmm. And we want to ask that it's actually, you should say it five times, not four times. Exactly. Right. Yeah, because we will appear if you, yeah. if you do it five times. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, at 12.03 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if, if you're taking your time with it, maybe 12.04. Yeah, exactly. You so, want to say it right. Yeah. And then, you know, by the time the summoning happens and we get there, you know, mm-hmm. we got a lot of houses to visit. So. Yeah, just make sure you have some coffee ready. Mm. Just be patient. That's mm-hmm. all. All right. But uh, amen. amen. <laughs> Should we do a Christian rock lyric? Let's do it. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. No, obviously, Applewhite and the gang went up in a in a... UFO. Yeah. So I thought, you know, let's do that kind of theme. Uh, what's a UFO themed Christian song? And there's a do few. Do they have those? Yeah, there's a few of them out there. But the best 
was probably Newsboys from their album Take Me to Your Leader. <laughs> and the song is called Take Me to Your Leader. It's the same song, that breakfast song that we've done before is on. Right. Um, I think episode one, we did that song. This is, yeah, Take Me to Your Leader. And uh, here we go. Isabel is a belly dancer with a clip deal, Maniacs Restraint. Tried stealing Helena's handbasket, made a fast getaway. But McQueen, she ain't. At the courtroom, Joshua judges her ruthlessly. That's a play on Joshua Judges Ruth, or books in the Bible. Uh, in the big house, Isabel is telling all to the chaplain who's become her friend. She says, I don't know who, why you care. I don't know what's up there. I don't know where or how. Just take me to your leader now. Take me to your leader now. Justin's a Justin to the odor from Theodore's evergreen incense. <laughs> this song sucks. <laughs> but aromatherapy don't make him any younger. But That's right. Oliver's but, all... <laughs> but aroma. <laughs> but Oliver's all liver supplements. Anyways. This song is terrible. Yeah. Isn't it insane? It's so bad. <laughs> What does this have to do with aliens? Take me to your leader. And they had they modeled their whole tour after um, ali- like UFOs and stuff. And their album cover was like Why? a UFO. This has nothing to do with the aliens. <laughs> no, no, it no, it doesn't. I'm so I'm so mad at the newsboys. That's what they're called. <laughs> the newsboys, yeah. Yeah, listen, newsboys, if you're listening, you guys suck. <laughs> this is a terrible song. It's a terrible UFO song. Yeah. I challenge you to write a good UFO song. It's true. About actual aliens. There was also Norman, uh, sorry, Larry Norman did a song called UFO, which was on in the shortlist. And um, Skillet did a song mm-hmm. called Alien Nation or something yeah. like that. Um, okay. Alien, alien Youth. Alien Youth is what they were called. And it was about how the youth are going to stand up to bad non-Christian things. I don't know. Right. Um I don't think they are, though. Aren't most of the youth not following the church? Yeah, no, everybody's walking away. Yeah, so yeah. your song is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong, Skillet. So look forward to that one in the future. <sighs> Get rid of Skillet. Yep. All right, everybody. It's been wonderful. You've mm-hmm. been wonderful. We, you have been wonderful. Thank you for listening. Um, we're glad that we could uh, enter your ear holes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we've said it before, and we'll say it again. Don't join a cult. Mm-hmm. Please don't. Don't listen to the news, boys. No. Nope. I mean, uh, if you want, I guess. Want. But yeah, that song right. wasn't very good. <laughs> it's actually it's pretty catchy. Is uh, it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe if I heard it in context, I'll enjoy it. But just hearing the lyrics, <laughs> it's, it's no, bad. It was don't a... get me wrong. It's oh, okay. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's nostalgic <laughs> for me. I think is what right. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm judging a lot of these songs solely based on the lyrics, and that might be a little unfair, but they're pretty bad yeah, lyrics. Yeah, pretty bad lyrics. But uh, we love you all, mm-hmm. and uh, we hope you have a wonderful week. <laughs> Praise be. Praise be. Amen. <laughs> work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!